Hello and welcome into another edition of Sport Ball with Squam Stogame Skulldog. I'm Sam and with me as always are my good friends Seth and Kyle. Boys, how we doing? Sam, did you not have to write down the intro that time? No, I did, did I not have to write down the intro. You fool! Oh my god, you almost <laughs> I was reading me. it from my phone the whole time. Looking into your eyes, Which as I always do lo- lovingly, it almost looked <laughs> like you were looking up a few seconds. I was, yeah. I kind of have it memorized, but need it down in front of me for a, a crux. A crux? A crutch? A whore crux. <laughs> a whore crux? Sam is a whore crux? So, know. for our all five new listeners, uh, would you believe it? Me and Kyle are in the same place right now, and yet we're on Skype video. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's an inception. On Skype video with each other, and Seth is, I presume, in his house, pantless. You are correct. Uh, as he is it is an apartment, do. but yeah. Of course, but I am in fact pantless. I am indeed. So he's lying. <laughs> I'm wearing me undies though. So, of course, my undies. Whose undies? <laughs> you know, if you buy me undies in Bird Box in a bundle, you actually get twenty percent off of both. <laughs> <laughs> a Bird Box boxer bundle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week we wanted to do a little NFL preview podcast for the playoffs, a little playoff preview extravaganza. If you will. I will. Even if you won't, really. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to go through each team and kind of map out what we think is going to happen in the playoffs and probably be wrong about all of our predictions, as we normally are. Kyle seems confident, though. I'm pretty confident I'm going to pick every single game right. This is classic him, though. This is how he is before every round of the playoffs. (laughs) Just like I was very confident in our bet that we had Matt Place in um in Vegas and we look out every single one wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. How it goes. Oh, were you confident in your bet that you made in this podcast that the Rams will go undefeated? That was before Cooper Cup was injured. <laughs> I feel like that bet should be voided. Oh. <laughs> for Seth, day, you're an unbiased third party. Do you think it should be voided? I would say it no. It should be all voided. I mean, in unless the you said at the time of the bet, barring injury. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's that's to Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go over the first game. We have the six-seeded Colts at the Texans, who are the three-seed in the AFC. Uh, the Texans are one-point favorite. And this game is on Saturday at 3.35 p.m. Um, despite the seedings, do we think the Colts are the better team here? Kyle, I already know your answer. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone knows my answer. I'm- All five of our listeners. I'm kind of with Kyle on this one, mainly because I, think I, I had Andrew Luck on my fantasy team all year, uh, so I grew a soft spot in my heart for him. How many and soft spots do you have? <laughs> two or three. His heart is mush. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, were the, I feel like the Texans, like Deshaun Watson's not really what he was at the beginning of last season before the injury, or two seasons, last season. And um, they have DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, but like I don't know, I just feel like no one else really. They have a good defense. It's just a solid team, but nothing really gets you excited. Um, and I think I just have a lot more confidence in Luck driving my team in the playoffs than I would Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think it'll be a good game. I mean, Luck definitely has a better. what was I going to say? Mm-hmm. Hearing myself talk is extremely difficult to do this with. Um, he definitely has a better driving record c- 
compared to Deshaun Watson. So I think that's something we have to think about. <laughs> no DUIs. No uh, DUIs. Never luck. been pulled over. <laughs> I mean, sometimes so, you just need a little luck to win. Does 40 and a 60. Yeah. That's a, that was a really good one. I was wondering how far into the podcast we'd go until we had a luck joke, and uh, it was around now o'clock. So. <laughs> Luckily, um, we made it about four minutes. <laughs> so, in the first meeting, I think this is going to be a, another close game. In the first meeting, the Texans won 37-34 in week four this year in overtime <clears throat> in, in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis! And then the second meeting, the Colts won 24-21. That was just recently week 14 at Houston. Um, that was snapping the Texans, what is it, nine-game winning streak? It would have been 10 the if they The least impressive mm-hmm. nine-game winning streak anyone's ever seen. Um, so I think we may see a similar result in this game where we see a, you know, a field goal or lower. Um, and I think this is going to be a very close game. I, don't, I would like to see really what the statistics are for the third time that a team that teams meet in a season and how that usually goes down. And they probably won't tell us anything, but it would be nice to look at, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, that wasn't uh, one of the statistics I delved into. Um, but in in however, podcast research, you know, Kyle, he's got the same. Yeah, what that's true. That's what he excels at. Yeah, that's true. In game, I, I have no clue what Seth said. <laughs> Why don't you, do, you put your headphones? I took it off because I could hear myself. Oh, okay. On a delay, of course. Oh, it's whatever. I'll keep it in, I guess. So, uh, week four, the matchup was interesting. Um, the Colts didn't have Marlon Mack. That week, but they did yeah. have their center Ryan Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, Marlon Mack is their number one ball runner, with Naheem Hines being their number one pass catching back. Um, Luck looked incredible that game, even though they lost. He threw for 464 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions um, in an overtime game. T.Y. Hilton went six catches for 115 yards. Ebron had five catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. And here's the surprising thing. Naheem Hines went nine catches for 63 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Texans were as healthy as they've ever been, and they barely squeaked out that win. They had Will Fuller still. Kiki Kuti was healthy. Mm-hmm. Hopkins went pretty nuclear, 10 catches for 169 yards and a touchdown. And this was, I think, uh, Kuti's first time like fully active. He had 11 catches for 109 yards. And Fuller had four for five with Fuller. just about 50 yards and a touchdown. Will Fuller, the fifth. So, yeah, the they fifth. They just keep popping out Will Fullers. <laughs> and then the second meeting was uh, a lot different. You had Marlon Mack back, mm-hmm. but Ryan Kelly was out, who basically, uh, they, uh, I don't know what I was going to say there. Either way, no Kuti or, or Fuller for the Texans, though. And without those two weapons, they still had Demaryius Thomas. But they held Hopkins in check. He only had four catches for 36 yards. And that would have been it, but he scored a late fourth quarter touchdown with like two minutes left in the game or something. Um, But Hilton lit them up that week too. Nine catches on 12 targets for 199 yards. And Ebron went four for eight with 65 yards and a touchdown again. So what I think is we've seen that the Colts even undermanned and against a fully healthy Texans team was able to put up a very strong fight and should have won the game. And now the Colts are just about as healthy as they've ever been, except for the T.Y. lingering injury that he's had. 
uh, which I'll talk about in a second. But and the Texans now are nowhere near as healthy as they were um, for either meeting. Kuti might be back, which could be big because um, the Colts usually let up a lot more targets or catches underneath than they do deep passes where Hopkins really excels. So um, having that secondary target in Kuti could be really beneficial for the Texans. But um, like I said, the T.Y. Hilton injury is pretty interesting. He hasn't, I don't think, practiced this week, or he's mm-hmm. practiced very limited today, being Thursday. I don't, but um, I, he's been injured for like half the games this season. He still goes yeah. off all the time. And that's the most impressing thing is I don't think it even matters because I saw this earlier. He's uh, led the league in receiving yards week 10 through 17. He has 163 more yard receiving yards than the next closest player. Yeah. 50 catches, 917 receiving yards on seven games. Next closest is Juju with 747 on only on 57 catches. Miss you sure, otherwise? Yeah, yeah. The I law firm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like every week he's on an injury report, and then every week he gets like 10 for 169, specifically every week. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Let me just play a little devil's advocate here because I think that we, we've we just been talking about the Colts and their strengths. Um I think that whereas Deshaun maybe isn't to the level last year of um, passing efficiency and passing touchdowns, I think that that was maybe a little unrealistic for him to sustain that. But I do think what he still has <clears throat> that's a valuable weapon is his mobility. Um, every time it seems like he's going to get sacked, he manages to escape and doesn't, he doesn't always look to run but to pass, which I think is a big thing. And so I think that those plays are pretty crushing to a defense, right? When you think you have a quarterback wrapped up and he throws for a first down, and I've seen that happen time and time again with Deshaun. And it has to happen time and time again because his offensive line is very weak. So he's going to get pressured a lot. Um, I think the Texans' pass rush is is very dangerous. Uh, I think they can get to luck. J.J. has started to look more like himself. He finished this year with 16 sacks after a pretty, pretty weak start to the year. Um, and I think that uh, although the Colts offense is, I mean, the Colts defense, excuse me, is improved over the beginning of the season, they really don't have anyone that can shut down Deshaun, or DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, maybe you could say the Texans only have, you know, one elite receiver and elite pass rushers, and that's basically all they have, but I think that might be enough, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game. I just... Like I said, I've been a big believer in the Colts. What did you say to me earlier today? What? He said, this man said, looked at me straight in the eyes and said the Colts are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it later, too, when we finish up our matchups for the week. But um, I know you're talking about getting pressure on uh, the quarterback in terms of the Texans. Uh, and I think that's really the big thing with Ryan Kelly is um, not only is he extremely beneficial for running back effectiveness but with him um, in the starting lineup this year he's allowed a 29% quarterback pressure rate and only an 8% sack rate whereas without Ryan Kelly this year the Colts have allowed a 31% pressure rate and a whopping 13% sack rate so with him in the lineup that's a was it 5% difference in sack rate for the Colts and that's going to be huge for Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a less than small chance that Deshaun outplays Andrew in this game, though. 
Although I know we all love Andrew Luck, I think Deshaun has that potential. So I don't know. I I don't think it's a, a gimme for the Colts in any any respect. They're gonna win. I mean, yeah, I would pick them to win this game, but I wouldn't be very confident in either team. I'm confident. <laughs> Let it be known that Kyle is confident in the Colts. Any uh, any last thoughts on this game? <laughs> No. <laughs> Zach loves when I ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to say I, no I even if I do have a last thought. So Yeah. We'll never know if you have My hands are tied. Uh, I will say one more thing actually to maybe back up your Colts, Kyle. I think Frank Reich might be a, a great coach and I don't think Bill O'Brien is. So if it wasn't for <laughs> Nagy most likely winning coach of the year, I think Frank Reich would be the winner. Like, he's going to be... He should be runner-up. What he's done for this team is incredible. Are you guys both picking the Colts in this game? 100%. I'm picking the Colts to go to the Super Bowl. I might just say Texans just to be a... <laughs> I'm going to pick the Colts, but I don't have much confidence in it. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose. Yeah, I'm the same way. All right, let's go to the next game. Number five seed Seahawks in the NFC versus the number four seed Cowboys. The uh, Cowboys are a two-point favorite. This game is a Saturday night, 7.15 p.m. Clear plans. Um, same question really here. Despite the seeding, do we think the Seahawks are the better team here? Now, this one is up in the air for me. I think so, too. Uh, let me, this is my like Colts, if I were Kyle. Does that make sense? Uh, <laughs> the Seahawks are my team, other than the Vikings, much like the Colts are Kyle's team, other than the Bears. Um, and, you know, I love my boy Russell Wilson. I also have been reading this new book um, written by Michael Bennett, who no longer mm-hmm. is on the Seahawks, but at the time that he mm-hmm. wrote it, he was on the Seahawks. Um, it's called Things That Make White People Uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, it's been great. He has a lot of, like insights into the inner workings of the locker room and how players feel mm-hmm. about the NFL and he talks a lot about how the different the Seahawks locker room is than other teams around the league mm-hmm. and um, and what Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are like <clears throat> so naturally it just makes them, me love them even more and naturally. so I'm definitely picking the Seahawks in this game uh, I think we're looking at a Seahawks Colts Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> that would be wild. Who's Mans? <laughs> I don't think the Seahawks will make. The I feel Super like it's Bowl, just but... as outlandish to say that the Seahawks will make the Super Bowl than it is to say the Colts will make the Super Bowl. I think it's a much harder uh, road for an NFC Wild Card team to yeah, make the Super Bowl than an AFC Wild Card team. I would agree with that for sure. I would say yeah. in this game, um, it's really, really close, and it might come down to um, the quarterbacks. And this is uh, unlike the last game where I felt that either quarterback could really outplay the other on a given day. I don't feel the same about this game, and I think that Russell Wilson has a considerable advantage over Dak. And I think that he's shown to be a great leader and very clutch in playoff and fourth quarter situations. And I trust him in the fourth quarter way more than I do anyone of the Cowboys, especially Dak and Amari Cooper, who hasn't been in the playoffs before, and um, we haven't seen him in this moment. Um, now the team around Russell 
isn't great. Uh, their offensive line is poor, and defense isn't what it once was. Their running game but, has really been getting going lately, though. Chris Carson, exactly. The last like four weeks has been a star. They're the, one of the top running teams, if not the top running team. In yeah, the but NFL. who are those teams that they've played over the last couple of weeks? It's some of the worst run defenses in the mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. Cardinals, they did run, Chiefs, 49ers. I mean, the, these teams played uh, in week three, so that's a long time ago. But the Seahawks won 24-13 um, in Seattle, and they had a good run, game on the, on the ground. Chris Carson ran for 100 yards. I think that this is a tough defense in Dallas, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still able to run on them. Yeah, I mean, Chris Carson... He ran for 102 yards and a touchdown, but it took him 32 tries mm-hmm. to do that. But that's what they're going to do this game, too. I mean, they're going to run the ball that many times this yeah, game, for sure. But the difference here is they have uh, Dallas has Amari Cooper now, which opens up the offense a lot more than what they were able to do Please at the beginning. Christian name, Amari Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's really the game changer. I think the defenses are both good. I think Dallas has a better defense and they have the better running back and I don't know, it's it's tough because I definitely think Russell West Russell Westbrook. What the Westbrook? <laughs> Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. But I think the Dallas defense is suffocating enough to somewhat shut down the offensive output. I mean, Russell really hasn't been throwing that much. Mm. I don't think very efficiently though. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to be that efficient in the run game. Um, so I don't know, man. But it's they just, really don't need to be efficient in the run game. What they do is they run thirty times a game, and then they open up the play action for like ten plays and get three touchdowns out of it. You know. Yeah, but that's just efficiency like that isn't something that is consistent. It can't be. But it can be more consistent if you're able to run effectively like 30 times a game and wear down a defense, you know? But I don't think they're going to run effectively. Dallas has the fifth-ranked run defense in the NFL. I mean, they did successfully against them already this season. Yeah. I guess not successful, really, though. They average what? Three yards a carry? That's yeah. not that successful. They won the game, so I think it worked out for them. Just because they won the game doesn't... The ends doesn't justify the They won the, the battle, but not the war, you know? I don't know. I just... I lean towards Dallas. Well, I think that, like... I don't know. I think that running... I'm just saying that running that many times a game, no matter how efficient it is, opens up the play action, which Russell is deadly in. I, I feel know, I like I think this it's... team with Amari Cooper is a much better than it was in week three. I feel like having Russell Wilson, even considering that they haven't been using the passing game as much, especially down the stretch of the regular season, shows that they're committing to the run game, that they'll have a better chance of of being effective in the run game than they would have otherwise. And even if they are getting stopped... You know, if Chris Carson and the offensive line just aren't getting it done, I still have confidence that they'll be able to switch to using the passing game more heavily and that Russell Wilson mm-hmm. will still be good enough to win them the game. 
and I think he's and I think, always shown that he's uh, at his best in the playoffs when it matters most, and mm-hmm. in the later part of the season. So, and I think uh, Doug Baldwin has really shown improvement over the year. He he's had a lot of smaller injuries throughout the year, and uh, he has five touchdowns in his last six games. He's really coming to form, and he could be someone they lean on in the passing game as well a little more heavily. What do you think? you think the Cowboys win this? I think the Cowboys win. I think it's a very close game, very grinded out game, but where Amari Cooper excels is where the Seahawks are the weakest defensively. And we've seen Amari Cooper could have blow-up games very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, what comes to mind is that game against the Redskins. I know the Redskins aren't a defense like Seattle is, but where he beat the Redskins is the same exact spots. The short middle and left side of the field um, against Seattle, which is where they're most susceptible, like I said. Mm-hmm. So I just think that opens up too much. Um, Zeke has had, what, a week, two weeks to rest now? Mm-hmm. So him coming in with fresh legs is going to be huge. Um, you got They have one of the best rookie defensive players in Vander... Uh, Vander how do you pronounce Vander his Snatch name? Vander Snatch. Vander Snatch. <laughs> the Black Mirror movie. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's a close game, though. But I definitely... I, yeah, I definitely do. I, I struggle a lot picking this game, but... Under my head, I say Dallas. Yeah. Under my head, I would say the Seahawks. I can't even make the joke about Kyle holding a gun to my head because everyone can see me right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game. Seth, I presume you have no final thoughts. Um, the next game is the f- fifth-seeded Chargers at the four-seeded Ravens in the AFC. Uh, the Ravens are a two and a half point favorite. This game is on Sunday at noon. I'll ask the same question again. That's right. Do you think the Chargers, despite the seeding, are the better team here? Hands down. I would say this one's more obvious than the first two, right? That they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that they're more the more complete team, but I will say that I hate Phil Rivers and everything he stands for. Which <laughs> uh, is having children. Just stop having kids. He has nine children. You don't need that many. <laughs> don't After need like that the many. fourth one, it doesn't even ma- it doesn't even matter. He's trying to have enough names. kids to have an entire NFL roster. <laughs> That's how much of a football guy he is. Oh god, I hate him so much. Plus the way he talks, it's like you don't live in the wild wild west. <laughs> <sighs> I could see this being one of those games where the Ravens feel some type of way because they're the higher seed, but everyone is saying that they're the underdog. And then they just like what type of way that they feeling? Grinded out. They're feeling shortchanged, uh, salty, if you will, as the kids would say, as the youngins, the youths. I don't, I don't think they say that. <laughs> I would like to just say that. <laughs> it's just looking at a picture of Philip Rivers with his mouth, with mouth for his eyes. It's incredible. My goodness, it's one of the scariest pictures I've ever this seen. This is what he looks like scary. in real life. He's a monster. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I could I could see the the Ravens just grinding this one out. Really? I don't know. I mean, I it definitely feel like the Chargers are the better team, but I feel like this is a sneaky Ravens underdog team. I feel a little more confident in this game than I do in the first two. I think the Chargers are going to me. Well, I don't think the Colts are going to the Super Bowl like you, so that's why I think that <laughs> the Chargers are the better team here. Uh the Ravens did win in week 16, 22-10 at LA. 
Um, which some might say makes them the better team since they won when they played. <laughs> that can't be right. But I think the Chargers are out for revenge here, and I think that um, I I don't love home field advantage for the Chargers because there's like 10,000 Chargers fans and then the rest are whoever whatever team they're playing because they play in a soccer stadium in LA and all the other teams just come to watch their team. So I feel like they don't have that much of a home field advantage, you know? So I don't really mind them on the road as much. Um, although, a counterpoint to that is a stat that I heard today that not since 2012 has any team made it to the Super Bowl while winning a road game. So, wow. home field, yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? So home field advantage is obviously a big thing in the playoffs, but what we have here that's a little different maybe is that we have a really veteran quarterback with experience versus the youngest quarterback ever to start a playoff game in Lamar Jackson. So that's just pondering the stat I just said right now. The Eagles didn't play a road game last year? (laughs) Uh, No, they were like a one seed. I don't remember any of the seeding, but it yeah, seems I'm pretty like sure they were one right. seed. Maybe they were. They went like fourteen and two last year, didn't they? Someone back me up on this, Kyle. You're you're the podcast researcher. While he researches that, what I was just about to say was that um, yeah, you have you have yeah, a, they were the ones grizzled veteran. You have a grizzled veteran in uh, Phil Makuta Rivers versus Lamar, twenty one years old, soaking wet. And I really don't know if he's ready for this moment, especially as a passer. And as much as I hate Phil, I think he has the advantage there. The Ravens, with Lamar starting, are uh, the most run-heavy team in the NFL since, like, 1975. So, kind of one-dimensional. The Chargers have a good defense with some linebackers that are capable of, of linear movement to stop the run. So I think they can shut that down. And then on offense, they're far superior to the Ravens, I think. So, I'm going to take the charge in this one. Eagles. Although, I hope they don't win because fuck Phil Rivers. Eagles did have two home games last year mm-hmm. prior to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so the last time that teams won on the road on the way to the Super Bowl were Colin Kaepernick's uh, 49ers versus uh, the Ravens. They both mm-hmm. won on the road on the, on the way to the Super Bowl. Checks out. <laughs> Interesting. So home field advantage, obviously very, uh, very valuable. I think I might take the Ravens in this one. You don't have what it takes, frankly speaking. <laughs> they said you don't have the guts. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a. I. I'm not sure they have much rhyme or reason. Words to it. <laughs> I just feel like everyone is just assuming the Chargers are going to win, and. It seems like the Chargers have the better team all around. But I don't know if you know this, but it is the playoffs and anything can happen. So. <laughs> on any given Sunday, baby. I just feel like is it's going to be Sunday one of those sneaky like, defensive struggles. And maybe the Ravens will pull it out. Well, we'll see. Just kind of a gut yeah, feel. It will be similar to the game they played in Week 16. I mean, that was a 22 10 game. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kyle? I don't know. This one was tough for me. I have absolutely no notes written down. Uh, <laughs> Much like Seth does for every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what Lamar Jackson has been doing is really impressive. Um, I mean, last week 
Week 17, he should have had four rushing touchdowns, to be completely honest. However, the first one, he fumbled, and it should have been a fumble six. Uh, they, ruled, fumble six. they ruled that he <laughs> crossed the plane of oh, yeah, the end zone that. and gave them a touchdown. Uh, that was a 14-point swing, and I would have won my bet on the Brown or the Browns going 500 or better. Oh, yeah. I forgot I won that. That was really yeah. a nail-biter towards yeah. the end there, yeah. Um, so, the problem is, Lamar Jackson hasn't shown any th- throwing, really, ability mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL yet. In college, he was pretty decent, but the NFL is a different beast, and the Chargers have a very good pass defense. So if they can contain him uh, running the football, I think it makes the the job a lot harder for Baltimore. However, their defense is kind of like the Bears where it's just suffocating both for the pass against the pass and against the run. Melvin Gordon didn't look that great last week coming back from injury, mm-hmm. uh, which is scary. And they should I mean the Baltimore is probably most susceptible to the slot, where mm-hmm. Keenan Allen should play the majority of the snaps. My bearded brother. However, he's just gone completely blank in some games this season. Yeah. So, there's just so many intangibles. I feel like. Without tinge. Yeah. I. So I don't really. I'm not. I don't have a. He's out. Hard stance on either team, but I think I'd have to go with Philip Rivers. And the Chargers, just because of, you know, um, his experience, pretty much. You know, I just realized Philip Rivers' name is like a sentence. Fill up Rivers, like oh, I'm gonna go fill up the rivers. Why would you ever fill up a river? <laughs> well, if it was like a man-made river, you know. Also, another good stat to point out for this game: Lamar Jackson, nine less kids than Phil Rivers. Can't be ruled out. Wow. Another interesting stat. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is sixth in rushing attempts since he's become the starter. Of anyone. Uh, not even just quarterbacks. No, not quarterbacks. <laughs> of all players. Yeah. Six most rushing attempts in the NFL since, what, week 11? It's funny because we're kind of in this era of, um, like, the NFL's version of pace and space, right? What do you call it? The air raid it's offense? the air raid offense. And, That's uh, not what Baltimore's doing, though. I was about to say it's funny because Baltimore's doing the opposite. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what wins out there. Um, I lastly, I just like to say, fuck Philip Rivers. Let's move on to the next game: the six-seeded Eagles at the three-seeded Bears, baby. Bear down, Chicago Bears. I don't know the rest of the words, do you? Oh, <coughs> nice. Who beats the Minnesota Vikings in the final week of the season? We should mention that, huh? Someone was at the game. Not gonna say who. <laughs> who was it? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that must have been tough for you. It was tough for me, and um, it was because Vikings lost. I was cheering for the Vikings. I don't know if you knew. Uh, <laughs> well, we, our longtime listeners know that he's a large Vikings fan. So naturally, out of pure revenge, I'll be picking the Eagles for this game. I think we all knew that would happen. <laughs> I guess so. I think that the Bears are the better team, but um, they certainly. Had, this is the largest uh, line of the of the weekend. The Bears are favored by six, and um, I'm just a little nervous because the Eagles are red hot, and Nick Foles uh, has God on his side. Playoff Nick Foles. 
God on his yeah. side. Big dick Nick. Got <laughs> he has a little God on his shoulder. So uh, I don't know. Can Foles repeat you know the magic that he had in the playoffs last year? I, certainly he didn't play a defense as elite as the Bears uh, in the playoffs, but I am a little nervous. There's something about him, you know. It's God. Is it that he's a good quarterback? Could be. Maybe. Is he just secretly better than Carson Wentz? I will say. I don't know if it's a secret. I will say. The Vikings are really not a good team this year, at least in the second half of this year. Kirk Cousins has been a massive disappointment. And we still had a chance to beat the Bears last week. So they didn't seem invincible to me. Um, mm-hmm. And their offense was really sputtering at times. Like, there were times when <clears throat> the only reason that they would get a first down is because we would have a penalty that wasn't even, like, consequential to the play. We'd just be, like, some holding on a cornerback when they did a running play or whatever. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, or, like, a roughing the passer penalty that was just mm-hmm. the defensive lineman's momentum carrying him into the quarterback long after he'd released the pass, you know. <clears throat> so yeah, I, saw that. I thought that was roughing the passer, honestly. I, and I think most things aren't roughing the passer. I think it probably was, like most refs would call it, but I just think it's an unfortunate play because I think he was genuinely yeah. like, trying to stop himself, but he couldn't. I feel that way about a lot of roughing the passer calls. Yeah. Like it's by the letter of the law, but I wish it wasn't, you know. Right. Um so I think if the Vikings hadn't hurt themselves so much in that game, like it would have been very close and they could have won. So I feel like it's not outlandish to think that the Eagles could beat this team as well. Obviously, a home field yeah. advantage is, seems to be a big difference maker for the Bears, so we'll see. Yeah, it's very true. Kyle, uh, I know that you're... You know that the Bears are playoff-bound. Playoff-bound? They're already I in the playoffs. I think they are playoff-bound. I'll say it. <laughs> you, know the, you, know the, you know the Bears are Super Bowl-bound, so give us your, your take on why they're going to win this game. Um, I mean, we've kind of talked about it. I've talked about it before. This defense is just absolutely suffocating. They're the number one defense against the pass and number two against the rush for the year. Um, yeah, the Eagles are somewhat hot right now, but they're also coming to Chicago. That's that is um, where the we Bears have the shittiest have been, build in the league. Yeah, why they don't hire the sod father to take care the of their grass, father. I have no clue. For those listeners that don't know, the sod father is the name of the White Sox um, field manager. <laughs> Would you Whatever. call us the pod fathers? No, there is already a podcaster that calls himself the pod father that talks about football. He sucks. So we could be... <laughs> Sounds like us. <laughs> could be the new one. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Trubisky has performed much better at home this year than he has on the road. Um, they've been getting Jordan Howard involved a lot more recently, which I don't know if it's going to work out too well against the Eagles. Um, the Eagles have been pretty good against the run, mm-hmm. but they've been a lot more susceptible to pass-catching backs out of the backfield. They rank 24th in that category. Luckily, we have one of those. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think this is a, bar- a big... Tariq Cohen spot um, and usually what we've seen this year when Tariq Cohen has a big game, Trubisky has a big game because what Tariq Cohen does out of the backfield with catching balls 
opens up the running lanes for Trubisky at the same time. So when plays break down, Trubisky has seemed a lot more comfortable running in games where, you know, Cohen is right there for a dump-off pass if something does go wrong. Um, Cohen has 52 receptions this year for 524 yards and four touchdowns with Trubisky in the backfield. Um, and like I said, Philly is the 24-ranked pass defense against running backs out of the backfield. So mm-hmm. that just bodes well there. Um, Trey Burton has been much better with Trubisky under center this year than any other quarterback. Um, and the Eagles have been very susceptible uh, defensively to those parts of the field where Trubisky usually targets mm-hmm. Trey. Um, and then we also have three healthy wide receivers, Allen Robinson, um, Taylor Gabriel, and Anthony Miller, who have all proven that when called upon, they can answer. Anthony's a little banged up, though. Is he going to be fine for this game? Yeah. He got injured I, in that last game. I know. Uh, Nagy said he was perfectly fine. Okay, cool. It was just a small injury, and they kept him out just to make sure that mm-hmm. he would be fine. Um, I will say that I'm confident in a lot of parts of our team, but I am pretty scared of Mitch in the playoffs. Uh, we haven't seen it yet, and I know that he's improved greatly over the season, maybe despite a little setback with, after his shoulder injury, but... This is a big moment for him, and um, you know I want him to step up, and I'm not the most confident that he will not turn the ball over, but I guess we'll just have to see. Seth, oh, Seth already talked about stuff, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely something to, I guess, be concerned about as a Bears fan, but I think the last couple weeks, um, besides that first game back from the injury he had, He's looked extremely better and a lot more comfortable. He's been a lot more efficient and effective. Um, and I think coming into this week, is that's a big thing uh, for him, I guess. Considering, like I said, the defense, the past defense of the Eagles is not like it was last year. Um, they can get passed on very easily. And Mitch has been focusing a lot more on the short, you know, zero yards or 15-yard throws than he Mm -hmm. has the deep throws. Um, And those are just usually higher percentage passes, which has opened up the deep throws, though, like we saw with, um, who was that, Taylor Gabriel last week. Mm. He had that beautiful pass. That was was like, what, 40-some yards? When he made that pass, I was like, wait, he can, like, pass that well? (laughs) That's the best pass I've ever seen him throw. So I think that gives us a lot of confidence Uh, going forward and I think Matt Nagy you know he solidified himself as a top tier coach in this league in one year I don't know there's just too many um, overwhelming um, arguments for the Bears at least in my opinion to say that the Eagles are going to win I also just think the Bears are going to be in the Super Bowl so yeah, I think Mitch is like kind of like a young child. Like he'll do some things sometimes where you're like, "What are you doing? Like, why the fuck would you do that?" And then he does something sometimes where you're like, "Wow, that was really smart." Like I'm I'm surprised that you're able to do that. And it's just it's gonna be a thrill to watch in the playoffs. Let me tell you, I'm gonna be on the edge of my seat for this whole game. So it certainly won't be boring. But yeah, I would think that although the the Eagles are hot, 
the Bears have too many advantages in too many areas that I think they should win this game. Yeah. I'm with you. You pulled out the bracket. I was just going to... Yeah, well, I was going to say um, <laughs> another good thing for the Bears is when they beat the Eagles this weekend, they get the Rams <clears throat> the week after, which... I'd rather proven, have them the Saints, yeah. Exactly. Hold off the Saints for as long <laughs> as possible and just pray that either the Seahawks or the Cowboys pull out a miracle. I mean, we have saw... The Cowboys beat the Saints earlier, not even too long ago. God, it's so hard to beat the Saints in the Dome, though. I know, but... Um, There's no place like Dome, I always say. Dome is where the heart is. That's two puns in a row, folks. <laughs> you don't get that everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say, I wonder what the statistics are. This is the second time I've asked this, isn't it? <laughs> if you play a team in the, in the regular season and beat them, I wonder how often you beat them again, you know? Like a you should have looked this up 30 minutes ago. Well, the <laughs> last time it. <laughs> it was about the third time. Yeah. All right, do both, would you? While I was doing that, let's just kind of transition to the rest of the playoffs in general. And Hannah Rall, as they say. So, <laughs> which team that has a bye right now is most likely to lose, do you guys think? Which team is the most vulnerable? New England. I got it. It's got to be New England, right? In my opinion. I just don't see it. I don't see them losing. I feel like it's one of those you see things. Them I do see them winning. I feel like it's one of those <laughs> things where I'd rather be like one year too late on like mm-hmm. predicting the end of an era or the decline of the Belichick Brady era. And I just I'm feeling like I need to see it to believe it that they're just gonna lose, at least in their first game of the playoffs. I can understand that. I think, well, they're going to lose to the Colts, obviously, Kyle, right? 100%. <laughs> I could see them making the AFC Championship game and losing uh, to whoever they may face in that, but I would have a hard time seeing them losing the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. I will say that I have more concerns about them than I ever have um, because they're playing a dead corpse at tight end, um, and really their only receiver is Julian Edelman, and... He's, you know, good, not great, I would say, probably, and not that much of a deep threat. He's not a deep threat. And um, I don't know if I trust Sony Michelle in this spot. And their defense, their pass defense has been okay. On the run defense side of it, their linebackers can't tackle anyone. They're they're not fast. They're not athletic. Um, Kyle Van Noy, he... Is like he looks like he doesn't even play football. I don't know. He's not very fast at all. He looks kind of like Dirk Nowitzki this year, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I definitely have more concerns than I have in the past. But I think that whoever comes out of that Texans Colts game is that the one they play? Mm-hmm. No. But if the Colts win, what what seed are the Colts? A six seed. The Chiefs would get to play them because they're the lower oh, seed. Oh shit! You're right. So, if the Colts win, they'll play the Chiefs. And then if the Texans win, the Why Patriots Why do they have this set up like this? I don't know. That's not how the bracket should be. I, I would say if they played wrong. the Texans... You know, I'm not worried about the Texans. And if they play the... Who else would they play? The Ravens? I'm not worried about the Ravens. Who am I worried about, really? The Colts. <laughs> because they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> do you still stand by that now that you know that they play the Chiefs in the second round? Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. So you agree with the with the Patriots, Kyle? Ag- 
agree with them being the most susceptible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say the Rams. So who would you say is? I can see that. Which is strange because if you asked me six recently. weeks ago, I would have said that they would mm-hmm. be the favorite to win a Super Bowl. But yeah, they just have So maybe really... even go undefeated, Emery Cup. <laughs> they just they haven't really Cooper looked so good. Time. And my little Cooper Cup is injured. So yeah. Um, really, what do they have? Other than the best running back in the league and some of the best wide receivers and a good quarterback and a solid defense, <clears throat> right? But you don't need any of those things. In the no, no, no. All you need is my little <laughs> Cooper Cup, and they don't have it. So, yeah, I think that's a solid answer. I, I would, I would agree with that. I think that the Saints are much less beatable than the Rams are right now. Which team that's playing this week, who doesn't have a bye, is the most dangerous? Do we think, Kyle? Let me guess your answer. <laughs> This is a tough one. It's the culture of the Bears. Oh, it's very true. <laughs> They're going to both be in the playoffs. It's going to be... The They're going to both be in the playoffs? I oh, can't believe it. Hot take. Um, they're going to both be in the Super Bowl. I think I think the Bears are the most dangerous. Is that a homer pick, maybe? I bet Seth's going to say the Seahawks. What do you guys think? I mean, he projected them to both make the playoffs and the Super Bowl. What is a Seahawk? Is that like an Osprey? It's a Hawk by a C. Okay. Um, so let's just go ahead and predict, predict the AFC NFC championship games in the Super Bowl, should we? Yeah, I would say gun to my head. Which one is right now? Wait, so the NFC championship game, I would take the Bears and the Saints. Educate and my educate me AFC for a second. Team. Come again? I would like some education. So <clears throat> you cannot have any. Thank you for asking. <laughs> If the Seahawks win, who do they play? Mm-hmm. When the Seahawks win, They'll excuse play... me. Well, it depends who wins the other game. Because the Saints will play the lowest seed left. Right. And the Rams will play the highest seed left. Okay. So if we say the Bears are going to win, then the the Seahawks, Seahawks will play, play, the, play Saints. the Saints. Okay. Well, I think the Seahawks and the Eagles are going to win, which would mean the Seahawks so then... would play the Rams. Rams, Correct. which I think they will win again, and then it'll be Seahawks, Saints, in the NFC Championship. That's my pick. And obviously, you pick the Seahawks. No, nah, I pick the Saints, but I only say that now when I'm semi-rational. By the time I've watched the Seahawks win two games, I'll obviously pick them. I mean, come on. <laughs> He'll move to Seattle, drop his life. <laughs> Finally proposed to say... Russell Wilson after years of lovemaking. <laughs> I would say that I'm, I would also pick the Saints coming out of the NFC. I think it's going to be tough for them to lose at home. And as we know, home field advantage is everything in the playoffs. Um, what are you, so Kyle, I can only imagine who you're going to pick in the championship game. Do you have the Saints in there as well with the Bears? Yeah, Saints, Bears. But bear down, baby. Bear down, Chicago Bears, I would say. In the AFC, I'm going to be boring and take the first two seeds, the Chiefs and the Patriots, but I think that the Patriots go down, and I think we see a, a Chiefs-Saints Super Bowl. Did I just pick the two number one seeds? Yeah. So what? What does that make? So what? <laughs> I think I could see that as well. Uh, I would probably pick the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was the Patriots again. I think the AFC is much more wide open than the NFC. I can see any number of teams making it through the Patriots and Chiefs, but I don't. But certainly not the Colts. Well, (laughs) there's one team I know won't make it through any team. (laughs) Hear me out here. 
AFC Championship game. Things have vastly changed my mind from our last prediction from whatever NFL podcast that was. Oh yeah, that's that's old news. We don't want to go back. AFC Championship is going to be the Colts and the Chargers. Go Chargers, go. The Colts come out of that victorious. And we see the Bears and the Colts play in hot Atlanta, baby. Peace up. All the marbles. A-Town down. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. I think it was supposed to go up. (laughs) I think it was supposed to go up there instead of down. (laughs) I'm not Ben. (laughs) All right. Any final thoughts on the (laughs) NFL playoffs, guys? I only asked that to make Seth angrier than he's ever been. Who do you think wins the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't I don't care. <laughs> you have that in the notes <laughs> to talk about. Just kidding. Uh, I would say, uh, gun to my head. Thank you. I would say, that's that's actually, that was a video joke for our video. Our audio friends won't be able to hear that. <laughs> They'll hear it, but they won't see it. That's right. <laughs> they can hear it. It's better, for, it's, it's better for podcast listeners to be seen, not heard, I always say. Um, <laughs> but you can't find us on YouTube. Yeah. Somewhere. I don't know. Search Scoreball Pod and I'm sure you'll find what you need. It won't be our podcast, but, <laughs> but you'll find something <laughs> you'll that you need. What you need. <laughs> uh, I'll take the Saints. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll take the Bears. I've been pounding that drum for weeks. That's the one thing that hasn't changed. It's very true. That's true. <clears throat> I will take. I mean, if the Seahawks make the NFC Championship game, you definitely have to choose them to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. And at that point, you have to choose them to win. So. Yeah. My hands are tied. His hands are tied. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I'll take the Seahawks. His hands are tied up by Russell Wilson as they make love. Oh. How do you know we Put like the kids bed? to bed already. <laughs> so are you taking the Seahawks? Yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. <laughs> All right, cool. Glad I picked for him. Do you think they're going to throw another interception on the one-yard line, though? Maybe they'll hand it off to Marshawn Lynch this year. <laughs> he, he didn't isn't he on IR right now? He also isn't on the Seahawks. So. <laughs> He's on the Raiders. <laughs> I know, but you know the Raiders. All right, I think this is uh, this has been a successful podcast. Seth, any thoughts? No. Good. None whatsoever. All right, boys. Bear down, baby. On the third day, Rose. <laughs>